0: You abandoned me for a week or went on a business trip, however you decide to frame it. And while you were gone, I had this moment of inspiration. I wanted to clean. Mm, I love that. So I had made this declaration, maybe a few podcasts back, that every so often, I think I said once a day, but that was way too lofty <laughs> of a goal.
1: So let's read. Once, whenever I'm gone.
0: Yeah. Whenever like, I'm gone. Once a week, once a month, once okay. a year. Yeah. I'm going to try to clean something up, like, like a, a drawer, a cabinet. Just yeah. a, a general space that I know has had no attention whatsoever, yeah, so above our oven, there are two cabinet doors, which is kind of like think about a traditional fridge in in a uh in a uh what do they call those a model home with those double cabinets above where the fridge would be Well, we, we have that above our oven,
1: we have double ovens, so they're very long, and there's like the little tiny cookie sheet drawer on the bottom, yeah, and then like up high, yeah. A double cap.
0: We're very rich. We have double ovens, so <laughs> we're not very rich. Like please. everything in every home, the places that are hard to get to, oftentimes stuff mm. is just shoved yeah. in there. Yeah, and so I knew when you were going to be gone. At some point, I would have this divine moment of inspiration to clean that. Yep. I would say this was Tuesday. Yeah. I pulled everything out, and it is an amalgamation of things throughout the years, and I mean years yeah. of stuff and i could not have been more pleasantly surprised a that it wasn't that dirty like it it was just it was cluttered it was yeah. it, it, there wasn't just like crumbs and soot oh, no, and no, no, dust no, no. it was just no, things, i wouldn't have right? thought that
1: in that cabinet
0: but there was a lot of hidden gems that existed oh. in that cabinet mm. to the likes of which i was Pleasantly surprised by, and I took photos of many of them, and I want to make sure <laughs> oh, that I remember no. the best of them no. because I, ent- I ended up sending a lot of them to my girlfriend because I just couldn't believe Kevin what I found. Dad is not here to to defend himself. Well, there's nothing to defend here because this is all good stuff. Okay. So again, in this space that really only I could reach without you probably would need like a step stool.
1: I can like I can get my hand in the second shelf. Yeah. I'm five foot eight. I can get my hand in the second shelf, yeah. but I can't go deep. No, in the first shelf, but I can't go deep in the first shelf. Yeah. Second shelf, forget it.
0: So, and again, all of this is just more, more kind of like thrown in there and, and forgotten. Right. We'll deal with it later. Later being when the six foot seven <laughs> kid gets some anxiousness about the clutter in this house, he'll deal with it. So I take everything out just to have all of the cabinet space clear. And there's a lot of like drawer liners in there. Mm. And there's some... Like of that, those stick of mats that you would put so plates don't move yeah, around. Yeah. And then they're like a, a literal kind of checkerboard green and white. Uh, yeah.
1: Like uh, contact uh, paper. Yeah. That yeah. you would
0: put into a drawer to make it not look like wood, something like that. But then there's like this random stuff. Like there's this cookbook. It was called like Mama's Cookbook. Oh, you
1: know who that is? Not
0: my mom. And it's not your mom. So <laughs> no. I don't know whose mama it Okay,
1: is. I'm going to tell you who it is. Yeah. It is my friend Deb, who passed, and Liz, who listens in Florida. Cute. It's their mom. Got it. And they put together all the recipes, and Deb had once—she had a couple copies of it, and she gave it to me. And I want to tell you, it's probably a glutinous cookbook, I'm not going to lie, overall— but there are some good recipes
0: in there yeah so super i was just cute. like this belongs to somebody who yeah. i don't know but yep. this belongs to somebody they did
1: all their mom's recipes super
0: cute and then there was just this and i'm sure every home has this and this is relatable to everybody uh, amounts of dead technology ugh i know so So many CDs and like very specific Christmas Christmas Spanish Spanish CDs, like a lot of them. I love Spanish guitar. Sure. You love it so much. You put it in a cabinet you never go into. But
1: here's what I want to know. So the Spanish, I saw that because you you had it very well organized Yeah, and you did a great job. When I came home, you said, hey, here's these three little containers, go through them, toss them, do whatever. So... Literally, I looked at the Spanish guitar at the Christmas thing, and I guess I could probably say, Alexa, play Spanish guitar music. You could. Right? Okay. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously, it's going by the You don't even have
0: a CD player.
1: I know. Well, then I had to... Pry open the old Walkman,
0: yeah. The Day Green, which there's Walkman. a Day Green Walkman with no headphones with a CD in it. But that, oh, what was the CD in it?
1: The CD in it, and I was like, now, how do I find this? Because I love that it's an old Marianne Williamson CD that I used to listen to
0: when I walked. Whoever that is, <laughs> I found she ran for president, whoever that a is, a times ago. I found my old brown sprint nextel flip flown with the antenna that pops up yeah and this was cool because i think it had half a megapixel for the camera yeah and you could if you knew how to do it go on the internet did you which at the time was no small feat did you find any pictures on there did you like so i tried to plug it in yeah wouldn't charge I left it plugged in for an hour and it wouldn't but come so back now, to life. This is stupid. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And what I'm about to say is
0: stupid. But and, so- I, and I in no way would have used it for a camera. Okay. I know. Flip th- it open and then just <laughs> put it directly in the person's face to hopefully understand what okay. they look like.
1: Don't you feel though like, because I know we should just toss that, but don't you feel like we should save it? Like there's a skit, there's something coming up that you would use that? A skit? I don't know. I'm a big
0: sketch comedy guy.
1: (laughs) A thing. Do you know what I mean? No,
0: this is why people are hoarders. You know this piece of dead technology? Wouldn't it be funny if we got into improv and used it? (laughs) Let's just hold on to it for a little bit.
1: Well, but wait, does it have information about you on it?
0: On the Nextel flip phone? (laughs)
1: I don't know. No. Okay.
0: An iPhone, I would be scared. This thing? Okay. I wouldn't even know any of the numbers on it. Okay, do you
1: remember what... Was it your normal phone number on there, do you think?
0: Probably. Okay. Uh, I found not only VHS tapes, yep. but DVDs of my old high school basketball games. Yeah, we've got to keep those. But again, get those... don't know where we're going to watch but those. Where,
1: so where do we take those and have them made into what?
0: An actual digital video.
1: So if I want, yeah, if I wanted to show that. In case
0: to... I want to get my basketball career off the ground. No.
1: Well, listen, I still
0: have eligibility. Exactly. <laughs>
1: That was good. If I ever could get a grandchild, uh-huh. okay, would it not be fun to show yeah. that
0: to the Wheel grandchild? Real grandma down and bring the cassette tape player with her? No,
1: I'm saying, where do we take these? Who changes it into whatever?
0: Somebody, somewhere. Someone's going to look at us and be like, oh, this is way too old. I can't do anything with this. Oh my God. The other thing I found, original Emerald yeah. City business cards. I know,
1: we've got to keep at least so a couple cool. of those. So cool.
0: Those were so cool. They're, yeah. they're so old. They're new now because they're very sleek. Very modern, yeah. very like, uh, not they're not angular, but they're like, um, what do they call that print? Like, it's kind of, it's bold print, but it's kind of like corporate print. But everything yeah. is very rigid on it. It's yeah. great, and the colors are great. It's beautiful. No,
1: it feels like when I looked at him, I felt like it was like mid century modern art. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt, yeah. Honestly, no, and, it's great. And honestly, the guy that did that logo. Was way before his time, like I knew, working with him, like, it was a little weird to work with, I'm not going to lie. But he, once we told him
0: what we wanted, like, he got it. No, they're beautiful. But we can't
1: throw those away.
0: They're beautiful. Uh, Found, you you somehow converted actual photos onto DVDs. Yep. So we have those. Oh,
1: no, no, no. You know what that is? What? That's not actual photos. That's your high school graduation, love you goodbye thing. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's what that
0: is. Wow. Need to find a DVD player for that. Yeah um found a, a, a manila envelope of photos of me just throughout my oh, I life. I need that one. I can find that for okay. it. Real chubby Kev, you know the oh, I love you know chubby the photos Kev. like the Sears photos where the 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 actual persons in the bottom left-hand corner yeah. and then there's some weird silhouette spirit of their face <laughs> above them in the upper right-hand corner. Yeah, you found like, that one. <laughs> I'm Jesus looking down on myself. <laughs> found that photo. Found a bunch of high school photos. Here, wait,
1: the, the one of you did you see the one by the front door? Of you and all the boys, and your jeans were like five inches down on your boxers, flexing the muscles muscles I did not have. have.
0: Yeah, (laughs) here the here the here are the two best things that I found. Okay. Okay, these are the absolute best things that if this was a time capsule, we would be jacked up to find. Yeah, first one, laminated blockbuster card.
1: Oh, wow, to keep the blockbuster card nice. Are you gonna keep that, Kev?
0: Of course. Yeah. This is gonna be worth something someday. <laughs> this thing is like in pristine shape. Well, it's because the it's membership laminated. card. Yeah. It's got all of our contact information nice. on it. It's got our membership number to the Blockbuster store that is now a weed dispensary. Yay. Down the street. Mm-hmm. Love that. And then here's my favorite thing. I don't know if you saw this. It's framed, by the way. Oh, what is it? It's an invitation to dad's 40th birthday. Oh, yeah. Here's what it says. Life begins at 40. The surprise party, however, begins at 7 p.m. Join us for dessert at the Reagan Zapata home on Saturday, September 4th to wish Gary a happy one. He's only two years older than I am right now.
1: <laughs> that was that you were there. At that I party. know. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This was written in Comic Sans, which is hilarious. Well, because that's printed, probably all that was available. Yep, printed on a huge star um, piece of paper, I I remember Dad's birthday so vividly and all that went into it. But to think that I am now a year and a half away mm. from that is mm. bonkers. We to there me. were
1: a ton of people there. That's why we had at their house, Felix yep. and Philip Phillips. It was a big house. And I, it's a tiny bit out of town, tiny bit.
0: Well, at the time, at it was the time, way out of town. It was town. way out
1: of town. Now it's just a tiny bit out of town. And so you kind of think people won't come because it's a little bit of a drive. And then if they've had a cocktail or two, but oh, no. And I purposely did it at seven o'clock and only did desserts, like a huge assortment of desserts, champagne, a couple signature cocktails. The place was packed. And what a good time. We How had. many people do you think were there? I'm going to say, I don't know, 30 or 40.
0: God. I yeah. remember running around just thinking this was like the most adult thing I had ever been a part of.
1: Well, you would have been 7? No, no, 10. 10. Yeah. Ten. yeah.
0: Sorry. I-, I had consciousness. Yeah. I was aware. Ten. It's like yeah. a, it's a, a it's a core memory of yeah. mine. I feel like you made me wear like a little blazer or something and to like keep that.
1: keep it a surprise was the biggest deal in the world. Which is why would you have it. ever told it. me? Yeah. I don't know. Well, when you were little you were good.
0: At keeping surprises?
1: Well, you you got in on it. I mean, as long as you got to go to the party and get the dessert, you wouldn't have cared. You were so easily bribable, Kevin.
0: Oh, fair. I mean, I still am. That's yeah. that, not I much mean, has changed. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I there there, there was so much stuff yeah. that I just threw away.
1: Oh, you threw it away yourself? Because here's the thing. Yeah.
0: I know you didn't remember any of it. I but, know you but wouldn't. There was kno- a
1: ton of weird things that I threw away that you left like You left, what was that like round cylinder that if it looked like if I laid it on something, it might magnify it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Well, you left that out. You left the Walkman out. You could
0: have thrown that away. Well, listen, I don't want to throw away things for a big CD gal like yourself that you might need later on down the road. You
1: left a ton of Well, the jar lids, I
0: think, go to jars that are full of coins right now.
1: Oh, I threw those away. I'm going to dig those out. Yeah, You took the garbage out.
0: Uh, not the most recent one. That might still be in the okay. trash can. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Those, I got to dig those all out. All the coins that we still have yet to take.
1: Because if you're experiencing a coin shortage in your area, again, it's Gary fault. Yeah.
0: yeah. So there's just a bunch of, I mean, but it was just like, it, there was a, this was, this was actually kind of funny. There was an old a chiropractic appointment card yeah. that was written on for your next appointment nice. from 06. Nice. So I made sure that we absolutely threw that in the trash can. Just in case you didn't throw you the lampshades
1: that were up there in the trash.
0: No, the brown ones, those yeah. are still up there. Okay, good. Yeah, I love that. They're those. all still up there. I know. All it the stuff weird. I know that you have no emotional attachment to all went in the junk. All the things I thought you might at some point potentially ask about, yeah. they all still exist. Perfect. Thank you, baby. You're welcome.
1: No, this is listen. This is really good. I actually, uh, what's her name? Marie Kondo. Is that her name?
0: Oh, yeah. The the Asian woman who sorts yeah. everything. Yeah. So,
1: who really is very, very yeah. good. If, if you don't know who she is, go look her up. But she just is firm on the, if it doesn't give you joy, and if it's not like beautiful, I mean, you know, like it looks terrific, um, get rid of it. It can't be clutter. The other thing is, um, I heard somebody else talking about her and her philosophy, and said, "What you don't realize, and this is gonna, this kind of moved me today to make me think about. um, I'm think I'm ready to really move Daddy's things out Mm -hmm. of the bedroom because it said, if it makes you sad, if it makes you mad, or if it makes you feel bad in any way, like it's time. It's time to move that thing out of there. So I feel in my healthy progression of grief. Like, I have enough things that can make me sad, what I don't need to be sad in my own bedroom every day when I walk in there,
0: right? And I hope I don't make Deb mad. I'm going to be right next to the Blockbuster gift card on the side of the street. Yeah. Let's start the podcast.
1: Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum. The other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family,
0: and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts. Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Sitting over there when I heard Miss USA won Miss Universe, I just assumed it was her. It's my mom, Deb. Oh, I'm Deb. And that makes me Ava Colas, or you might know her as Miss France. (laughs) I'm her son, Kev, and this... Is our podcast happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everybody? Happy Martin Luther King Jr.
1: Day. But if somebody didn't see those girls introduce themselves, that was the weirdest thing. It was like, Bali,
0: it's like, so here's what we want we want this really elegant event where all of you Mm -hmm. are beautiful Mm -hmm. and you're all put together. Yeah, and what we're going to do to introduce you is Blair Music, yeah, where we're blowing out everybody's eardrums Absolutely. and then have you scream the country you're from and it'll just be super tasteful and it was off the rails with uh albania and then france was just well i mean she needed a lozenge after just saying her country's name and you should open your mouth as wide as you can if we can
1: if we can see your molars and your tonsils mm-hmm. it's a hit that's part of yeah, the new yeah. miss universe pattern exactly dental exactly. records exactly
0: On today's show, in her business segment, Deb is dialing into a very specific question, how to respond to the interview question, tell me a time you failed. We have an overflowing mailbag of our Dear Debbie segment, and just like the government with gas stoves, we'll bring an end to this podcast by telling you what's for dinner and what we are thankful for. But first, mentioned you were gone for five and a half, six days. Of course, I had to become the man of the house. Well, you are the man of the house, there's no question. I don't like it. Didn't sign up for it. I don't own a home for a reason, not because I'm poor. I just don't want all the burden of the responsibilities. But you left Sunday afternoon Yep. because we just live in a perpetual groundhog day. We had more weather that moved in Monday. And Monday's weather, which is very uncommon for northern Nevada, was Pure rain, nothing but rain, like Pacific Northwest Mm. style of rain. Heavy, heavy rain, constant for about 12 hours. And that's not usually a terrible thing for northern Nevada. But when you already have like a sitting six inches of snow on the ground, I think I channeled as close as I've ever become to dad. You became dad, Yep, I was so terribly locked in on the idea that our basement was going to flood, that making sure the backyard was void of all moisture at all <laughs> points of the day consumed me.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. When I know the feeling, when that happens, you can't stop. I mean, you you should just set an alarm and give yourself a break.
0: Yeah. Well, here's what I did. I I woke up early twofold because I knew that it was like already started raining at like 5 a.m. I knew that the, Four dogs who have been like pooping and peeing on snow and frozen ground for the last two weeks needed to have some clean grass space. Yep. So I got up early to be able to scoop semi-frozen, semi-gelatinous rain liquefied poop Yay. to put in the trash can because yep. the the trash guys come on Monday. That was awful. Yeah, Between the smell and the sticky yeah. poop and all that, that was yeah. awful, but it felt good for the dogs. The rest of my day... And I'm dead serious, was putting the sump pump in the low part of the backyard. Yep. And looking at it every 15 minutes to make sure that the, the water hadn't risen over yep. the sump pump. Yep. I ran that thing probably for five hours, off and yep. on for five hours. I was doing my best chim chiminy chim chim chiro sweeper of sweeping water into it. I made sure that I pulled the hose like in the middle of the driveway because at some point when usually when we sump pump, we sump pump into this kind of little dirt space between our house and mm-hmm. our neighbors. Well, I had pumped so much water in there that that was starting to get some standing water. Oh, so then I redirected the hose into the middle of our driveway because our driveway is slanted. Yeah, and so I created a little runoff into what do they call those spots between the driveway and the road where the water runs off?
1: Oh, the little gutter thing
0: into yeah. the gutter. I was just. Soaked, all day long. Yeah, every minute of the day, I was just soaked. I opened the blinds in the kitchen so that I could just watch the water come out of the sump pump oh, to make good sure. Idea. Yeah, I jerry-rigged the 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 outlet for the sump pump inside the garage so I didn't have to constantly go outside. Yep. but when it would run and then it would get ahead of the water and I'd turn it off, I could then see by just looking out the the back door that, hey, need to put it back on. So instead of having to get drenched, I would just plug it back in. Then I'd go look at the driveway to make sure that it was yeah. properly fl- I feel like there are these moments in life where life says, okay, you need to grow up a little bit. Yeah. And my test, my testament, no, my testing of my testament, of my testimony of Monday was... I'm successfully going. navigated the house not flooding.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's which good. was no small feat. Right. Well, it sounds like you did a good job. Thank I you. did. I did just a tiny bit of that yesterday, so I know what you mean about just being wet. I finally found uh, Dad's Gore-Tex jacket, and oh, that nice. that helped a lot. But um, again, we've told people we want French drains. Hopefully, Tito will come back. Hopefully, we will once everything thaws out, get French drains. But here's what I really want to say. Kevin, you are an adult. You just need to accept it. It is it You can arrived. be
0: an adult without adult responsibilities. Mm, I don't know. I was at one point, I had a push broom in my hand, yep. a huge yep. commercial push broom. There's this little space between the cement slab and our fence, which is just dirt. Yeah. And it's not perfectly it's not perfectly curated. It's kind of like run. So there's some lower spots, some higher spots. There was so much water aggregating in this mm-hmm. one spot, I was just sweeping water out of dirt yeah. to yeah. So that a, to make sure that it wasn't just going to overflow and B, cause I knew it was going to freeze later that we weren't going to have huge ice patches yep. everywhere. And I'm sitting there in the shadow of our fallen apple tree. I know crying being like, well, your youth is officially dead. My friend,
1: which is still on the ground, um, which is like, and let me tell you, it's one thing to see a fallen apple tree completely covered in snow, mm-hmm. beautiful on a snow, a bed of snow. Yep. But now it's not that, No, and it looks bad.
0: It's a, it's a fallen, dead tree. It's a
1: fallen, dead tree, and we need to get rid of it. Um, there's also, like, you know, here, I have a rule. The, some of the neighbor's branches, like big branches, mm-hmm. are broke and hanging on our side of the yard. They are. We need to pull those down and throw them on their side of the yard. Do we need to do that? Well, they won't come over on our side
0: and do it. So we need to do that.
1: It would be a six foot seven job, not a five foot eight job. Yeah. Here's here's yeah.
0: another reason why I've never signed up for anything. Yeah. Being a six foot seven man, yeah, we is mostly me type thing. We is you for sure. Yeah. But so, listen,
1: there's one thing. Here's the
0: thing. I'll get to it when I can. Okay. I do not what adults say. I'll get to it when I can.
1: So I, you know, we talk a lot about the way people like to work, you know, in our business with people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always say is, like, that I can be really flexible and adaptable to the way things are organized, sure. right? Like, I mean, if you go in and genuinely really do a good job of organizing it, I can normally open a drawer or cabinet and go, oh, my God, thank you, that's great, and adapt to it. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that, like, needs to do this and needs to do that to make it my way, yeah. right? Sure. I'm not compelled to do that. So you had ordered new silverwareware containers. Yeah, that was
0: a weird purchase on my end.
1: Okay, for from Amazon, I'm assuming, yep, right? Of course. And what we'd had in our drawers were the kind that were just the typical little plastic. Um, I mean, it wasn't one big thing. They were different because we had two sets of silverware in there, but everything had
0: its own little container. They were just kind of off-white, rectangular holders that of silverware. That together, the, yep. yeah.
1: So Kevin gets these things and they're kind of at a slant. And um because
0: here's my one annoyance. Our knives that we don't really use, but that we keep mm-hmm. in there were too big for yeah. one of those receptacles. It's true. So we left we let them loose and in that drawer. Annoying. Yeah. And so when you would open it or close it, the knives would then slide forward. And so yeah. you wouldn't even be able to really grab them.
1: So Kevin, now listen, this is the idea of this thing. It's kind of at little slants. There's little sections. So if you think about it like you're teaspoons all go over here and your soup spoons all go over here the only thing sticking out are the handles well with our silverware all the handles except for the knives are exactly the same
0: well most silverware all the handles are the exact same well they're
1: really exactly the same so i open it and i go oh what a great thing it's all organized what the hell is what
0: What that's true because also but on the on those uh Mm -hmm. organizers they do have little pictures of what's supposed to be in there oh i only figured that out after the fact.
1: Oh, well, after, did you see I made labels for everything?
0: Oh, no. We have labels now? Mm-hmm. I don't like that.
1: I labeled everything. Hate that. I'd, so they're all labeled just in case somebody wants to scoot a spoon aside to see that it's a teaspoon. But I couldn't tell which fork handle, like, is it a salad fork? Is it a regular fork? Yeah. I mean, and then we are a lover of iced teaspoons. Yeah. We a- love Long, them. small spoons. We love long, small spoons. So we have to have some of those. I Wherever I go, if I see a cool one, I'll collect them. So it looks really good. It's now labeled. I feel like it's well-organized. Anything you want to attack like that while I'm gone,
0: yeah. feel free. Yeah, I don't know what my compulsion is. I don't like to do it when you're here because I don't think I want any of your input, but I'm willing to uh-huh. provide your Kevin, in- input Kevin, I'm exactly after. the same. Yeah. Like,
1: I, when you're here, I always say I don't get anything done, because, which is ridiculous because we live together, mm-hmm. right? When you're here, I would rather be entertained by you. Sure. I mean, you're a distraction for
0: me. No, but I view it like this. I, here's what I know. There's so much stuff in this house that neither of yeah. us are even conscious about, Yeah, right? Like and you don't could care about you it. could go into my room and you could probably get rid of 20% of it and I would even I would not even bat an eye. I used to do that with you it. as a child. Fair. Yeah. It's the same thing for you, Yeah, right? There is stuff that I junked that, that I just knew that you wouldn't be able to like, "Oh, and I, I you don't you can't even yeah. contemplate yeah. what it is." Did you
1: throw away the little metal tins?
0: Metal tins? Was there a
1: box of cute little round tins, tins, No, I don't like think with so. a lid? Like you might find a candle inside of them or you might use them for spices or you
0: might No, I don't think so. Okay. Those are somewhere else in this house.
1: Okay. No, I think they're up there.
0: No, definitely I don't think so. I I wouldn't they have were thrown it. Any... If I would have thought that you could still use something, uh-huh. I wouldn't have thrown it okay. away.
1: I mean, but it is true. I don't want you to tell me what you threw away.
0: Right. Because I won't miss it. I honestly don't if even I don't remember know, the I stuff won't miss i it. Like yeah. the stuff I threw away was things like old appointment stuff or things that were yeah. so dated I knew there was yeah. no purpose to them anymore. So
1: what do we do? There's two peppermint dollar chips. Did oh, you those see are kind of cool,
0: though. Yeah. Do we keep those? Sure. Or yeah. go play them? I'm sure they you play em. them at some point. They, their money doesn't go bad. Yeah. Well, we hope. Well, it's not even money. Their fake currency their fake doesn't currency really go doesn't bad. Doesn't go bad. Yeah. No. So that was the the, the moments of homeownership. Mm-hmm. I think everybody is like, oh no, they catapult you decades ahead oh, of where you were prior it's to it. And the idea that I was that guy in duck boots and jeans and a raincoat yeah. sweeping water yeah. into the sump pump to keep it away from the house was just like, this is your life, Charlie Brown.
1: This is it. It's terrible yeah. as it is. I know. Well, I did it yesterday. I mean, I ended up uh we had you went to play D D mm-hmm. and uh the minute I got home, he left me, which was fine.
0: Not true. I picked her up at 10 45 at night the night you before. Did pick me
1: yep, yep, that's true i uh, not going to let
0: her be a victim to me being a nice person.
1: All day long, I thought, hmm, you should go up and shower. And then I kept going outside. Yeah. And then I thought, what's the point, right? I
0: agree. Yeah. I showered before I did all that stuff. I came back inside. My hair looked like I was in a scene from Twister. Oh, my
1: God. I finally just literally pulled my hair. My hair did not look bad when I started out. But then, of course, by the time I'd gone out there three times, it looked terrible. Yeah. And I finally just pulled it back in a ponytail. And even that wasn't enough. I had to put a headband on over a ponytail. Yeah. So yeah. great.
0: Yeah. So needless to say, some things are good when you leave, like yep. you, you get some organization yep. that exists in love this it. house. Other things are bad when you leave. Like I am now the sole bearer of responsibility.
1: Well, you are. I mean, it is. But, you know, here's the thing that I like. And truly, truly, I love this. You will do some things different than I would do them. Mm-hmm. And honest, honestly, I'm telling you, I think sometimes your way is easier. There's a little shortcut. We know that dad was an overthinker, everything he, sure. o- he overthought. And so if dad would have told me how to do something, I would have been like, "Ugh, you're killing me. But you go and do it and then you give me the instructions and I go, nah, I could do that. That's not that bad. Sure, Super yeah. easy.
0: Yeah, super easy. Less it comes to making sure the house doesn't flood. Then it's a little more complicated. Yeah, but you figured it out. You were gone. Yeah. And while you were gone, they had the Golden Globes. I know. I watched Where's our Barnabin. list? Okay, get the list. Here's something about me that I don't think a lot of people know. I can't watch award shows. I can't no. do it. Award shows, to me, are some of the most emotional television that I watch. And here's me conceding this point. I know Hollywood is vapid. I know that what these people do, do does not make a difference in the world outside yeah. of creativity. And I know that we are... Praising celebrity for celebrity's sake, but award shows, when you see these people who are untouchable, mm-hmm. have these emotional moments, yep. kills me every single time. Every time okay, kills me. can I say this? Huh? And I, if I put in the cart before the horse, I don't care. Well, I don't, know. Do not talk to me about anybody who's won anything yet. That is not how we're doing this. Okay, all right. We're going to go, you're going to read the category to me. I'm yeah. going to tell you who won. And then you were going yeah. to tell me who we chose.
1: I think we did badly. I'm looking at our list now. That makes sense. Feel we feel don't like ever we do badly. well on this.
0: Do you know who else did bad? Who? The Golden Globes. They had like under 6 million people watch. It's their worst viewership in like 27 years.
1: Well, you know what I think? I think because of what you actually just said, I think people are annoyed with people celebrating themselves. Yeah, rich
0: people celebrating rich people. Yeah,
1: all of them together yeah. and making tons of money. I mean- you know they talk about the art and blah 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 yeah. let's just pay them way less and
0: see if they still like the art i mean the best moment of the night was like the first moment of the night where ke hui quan won for best supporting actor in a motion picture and he was he was the kid from indiana jones he was the asian kid from indiana jones he was the asian kid from the goonies and his speech was hollywood told me that i could could no longer you know try to tr- hollywood said they no longer wanted me That Mm -hmm. I could no longer pursue my career. So for 30 years, I was just told no. Yeah. And so can you imagine being like in your 50s and all of a sudden having this, an award winning moment where you just thought it was done? Stuff like that. I can cry. I can cry. Oh, yeah. That's on site for stuff like that. That's great. Okay. Okay, go. You read me the category, I'll tell you who won. Okay. You tell me who we chose. Okay. A dramatic movie. Uh, Drama, motion picture. Yep. The Fablemans by Steven. What's his face?
1: Yeah. Well, neither one of us one. So well, what did we get wrong there? I picked Elvis.
0: Oh, what'd I pick? Tar. Oh.
1: Okay. Ooh, Kevin. Let's Ooh. go motion picture comedy. We both picked the same thing, by the way.
0: Best motion picture musical or comedy, the winner, which I actually watched the day before The Banshees of Inner
1: yeah, so why would I have written E-E-E? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep, we both picked that. Also, That's criminal. The Banshees of Inner Sheen is very good. Yeah. People should watch that. Fantastic. Col- it's a new Colin Farrell that you've never, ever seen. Yeah, it's great. Okay, actor in a dramatic role.
0: This is, I can't even believe it. I was like wholeheartedly disappointed. Austin Butler for Elvis.
1: Yeah, we both said Brendan Fraser.
0: Mm, the whale, not a great movie. So far, we're- Ofer, yep, big squadouche. Mm-hmm. All right, push that microphone away from your face. Okay, there we go. How's that? Better. You gonna you gonna read the category?
1: Oh yes, um, actress in a dramatic role.
0: The winner, Kate Blanchett. Okay, Kevin, you won. Yeah, who'd you choose?
1: Olivia Colman.
0: Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it.
1: Okay, actress in a comedic role. Actress in a comedic role. I picked a long shot long shot, so I don't expect her to win, but Michelle
0: Yao. everything you, everywhere all at once.
1: That's who you picked. I picked uh Man- Leslie Manville.
0: Oh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris.
1: Yeah. Actor in a comedic
0: role. Oh, uh, your boy, Colin Farrell, the Banshees of Inisherin.
1: That's who won? Yep. That's who you picked. I picked that? I picked Adam Driver. Wow. Good for old Kevy Cat. Kev. Kevin's got three straight here. Wow. Okay, T V dramatic.
0: T V dramatic. Hold on, let me get down to television. Blah, 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 uh, blah. Just the drama series, right? Yeah. House of the Dragon.
1: We both lost. You picked Severance and I picked Ozark.
0: Oh, that was that was those were good picks. Though. I want
1: I just want to stop here and say something. Yeah. Do you remember the very first time we did this? Nope. It was chaos. What do like, you mean? Like I didn't understand my notes. Yeah. We had nothing You've in it. You've really order. progressed. We're super proud I just want to see how it.
0: good I'm doing now. As a listening audience, they are super proud of you. Good, good. Okay. TV comedy. Uh, TV comedy. Abbott Elementary. Mm, you picked Bear.
1: Oof, yeah, and I tough. picked Hacks.
0: Tough one. Yeah. Abbott Elementary came out a big winner this this year. Actor TV. For drama? Uh,
1: I didn't put that. Probably okay. should have put that. I think it's probably drama. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this will probably let us know. Uh, Kevin Costner for Yellowstone.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay, so you picked uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. And I
0: picked uh, Jeff Bridges. Disgusting that Kevin Costner wins anything for that Kevin show. Costner. I hate it.
1: We're on a Kevin Costner hate, hate right now, people. It. So I know bad. we'll love him. Again, oh, by the but way, they, they, right the,
0: the the um, the mug company from that. Yeah, it's part of Yellowstone. All yeah. the plateware and stuff. They finally confirmed that they shipped your stuff like a week ago. Oh, good. I'll Who be, knows when it'll? Uh, I'll be happy uh, to get my here. Yellowstone dishes. Yeah. A month after we bought it.
1: Okay, actress TV, and I think this is um a drama Zendaya. Ah, Deb one. Thank God. Who'd I choose? Staunton, Staunton,
0: Imelda Staunton, The yeah. Crown. That's a good one. Okay, actress comedy. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Oh, uh, Quintana Brunson. Well, we both lost. You Quinta Brunson. Ortega, oh, and yeah. I picked
1: Gene Smart. Brutal. Actor in a comedy.
0: Uh, Jeremy Allen White, The Bear.
1: Deb Oh, you got that one? Kevin picked uh, Martin, Steve Martin. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, here's the best. Those. I just raved about this to somebody the other day. Okay. okay the non-English film. That was our random thing. non Got it. Okay.
0: Tell me what it was, Kev. Now you tell me who we who we chose. We
1: both picked the same thing. What did we pick? R R R.
0: Argentina, nineteen eighty five. That's oh what it was. Oh my one.
1: God. People, if you have not seen R watch it's it. Chaos. It's chaos. It's three hours yes. of
0: every genre, of every type of film. Yeah. It's pure chaos in the best way.
1: But it is delight to yeah. your senses. It's it great. is a delight to you. So Kevin, here's how it goes. Did you win the whole thing? No, you got three and I got two. Wow.
0: Okay. That was bad.
1: I think we put something else on here. Hold on. Soccer was on here. Is that over?
0: Yeah, we did soccer. Switzerland, Bali, Australia. We, we did soccer. We're good on that. The okay, next thing up is the Academy Awards. This
1: piece of paper can go. Nothing in the pencil cup
0: right now. That's good. Yeah. The pencil cup of potential mystery for Deb, even though she's in charge of all of it.
1: There's a nail file, there's pens, and I think there's some of Daddy's old drugs.
0: Oh, <laughs> Let's take those and make this a weird podcast. All right. Here's the only other thing from Hollywood. Lisa Marie Presley died. I know,
1: but has it? I mean, no, no, no. I'm so. Here,
0: here's the thing. I don't know anything about Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, so tell me what tortured. I should know. She's the offspring. Yeah. She's of Elvis's Elvis daughter. And and
1: uh, um. Oh my God! I can't think of her name.
0: Come on. What's her name?
1: Lisa Marie. And then the mother, Priscilla. Is Priscilla. Yeah. Got it. She married Michael Jackson, right? Yep, she, oh, she married four different people. She oh. married Nick Cage for like a minute oh, and a half. Oh, yeah. okay, that's so cool. The, she she married Michael Jackson, kind of in the weirdness of it all. But she looked, she was young, she was darling, she looked happy. I have heard her inner, I've heard her I've heard her, and she had children. People were very worried, you know, the whole Michael Jackson thing. But I've heard her say that, you know, like I mean, that she genuinely loved him at the time. And, yeah. um, but you know, I also think that she has been a little bit of a tortured soul. I mean, her father died when she was nine and I think she inherited everything. Do you know what I mean? I mean, for the oh, most part. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Priscilla had a hand in it
0: with sure. her, but a lot you know, of tax debt.
1: Yeah. But, um, I, she, she, just seems, I mean, he was tortured. She was tortured. How do you live in the shadow of all of that? Do you, I mean, that's just what it feels like to me. I do believe there must've been moments of happiness. I mean, she has, I think four children, you know, one, her son committed suicide a couple of years ago. And I mean, she really has written things and made statements about it that she has not recovered one second from that. She has twins. She has beautiful twins. Yeah. And then she has the
0: one, she's the one is an actress. Her name's Danielle Riley Kehoe. Kehoe,
1: darling. Kehoe.
0: Yeah. She's in like uh, the, the original glass onion and uh, not glass onion, um, uh, knives out movie. Yep.
1: Yep. So she looked – she did not – I mean, physically, if you just saw her not moving when she was at the Golden Globe, she looked good. But if you saw – Was she at the Golden Globe? Oh, for sure. wow. And – but she was not good. If you saw her, like, on video at all, she was – I mean, you would have just said something was terribly wrong. Got it. I mean, that's that's the way it looked to me, you know. I just think, you know – what I think they're going to end up finding, she's admitted to opioid addictions and mm. having a real problem in the past. That was a good show. She's only fifty-four. I mean, she looks to be in. She's not overweight. I mean, I don't think she has a lot of comorbidity kind of problems, but I, you know, I think it's like a Heath Ledger kind of thing. I mean, that's what I think it's going to be. She was really if we hot ever find by the way. She was beautiful. Yeah. But here's the thing: you rarely see her smile. It's true. It, I mean, rarely. It's just, just there's a photo with her and Nick Cage and I'm like a flat face. She's very good looking. Well, she's darling when she's married to Michael Jackson. She's absolutely darling.
0: Yeah. That, that was probably a bad career life move, marrying Michael Jackson, but Hey, I guess you love who you love, right? Well, marrying Nick Cage. I mean, I don't know. I could see a lot more fun with Nick Cage. How do you, but two and a half months, come on. Oh, that's how long they were married for? Something like that. Oh yeah. Quickie, quickie divorce. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Never want to be described as a quickie anything, let alone yeah. a divorce. Yeah. So uh, 108 her, days later.
1: Listen, rest in peace. I mean, seriously, she's being buried, befo- Um, I guess, beside uh, her father and her son at Graceland. Hmm. And, you know, so there's some sweetness in that. But I'm telling you, those three girls have, and I think the three girls, I don't know. Do they all have the last name Kehoe?
0: Yeah. Oh, good. Then they uh, all have- Let's double check here. Kehoe... Her brother did, obviously. Yeah, her brother ben did. did. Yeah. Um, no, the other ones are Anne, so Harper, the, Vivian, Anne, and Finley. Aaron Love. So see, I, I mean, they're potentially going to get
1: split up with the different dads
0: from guitarist Michael Lockwood. Yeah, whoever yeah, that is. Yeah,
1: I guess she's been in for ten years, like a horrible custody battle with him.
0: So oh, because know. she they, oh, they're only fourteen. Yeah, they're young. Wow. Yeah. A lot of layers to this story, A lot of layers
1: to the story and super sad. And, you know, the ideal thing would be that she was alive and healthy and being, you know, a great mom for her children. Um, But, you know, alas, that's not it.
0: Not to be the case. And
1: for Priscilla Presley, heartbreaking.
0: Wait, is Priscilla Presley
1: still alive? Yes, she was with her at the Golden
0: Globes. Did you watch all the Golden Globes? I didn't. You know
1: what I watched? And we didn't talk about So let me mention this. What's her name? Who is it that made the great comeback that I love? Come on, Kevin. Tina Turner. No, uh, American Pie, Mom.
0: Oh, God, now you're going to ask me, and I'm going to struggle to even find it. Uh, what is her freaking name? You uh, know her name. Yeah, of course I know her name. Uh, what is her flipping? Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. So Jeez, she couldn't get there. She
1: got up there,
0: and I mean- She's insane in the best way. She's
1: insane in the best way. Like, First of all, She absolutely made Brad Pitt's night. If you would have watched Brad Pitt's face while she was talking. yeah, And then she starts talking to the director, Mike White, who is also an actor. If you saw him, you would know him for sure. He was on a season of Survivor. And she brings him to tears. I mean, he starts crying because she's just so loving in her
0: kooky, crazy way. Come to find out he's also drunk.
1: Oh, was he drunk? He
0: said, we got here too late. They stopped serving food, so I've just been drinking all night.
1: Oh, my gosh. So I just want to say, like, and that is,
0: she is a great comeback story. I mean, like. See, here's what's interesting. Hollywood says comeback stuff. I don't feel like she's ever gone anywhere. I Do you, think you remember Mickey like, Rourke? I think she was quiet for a long time. Well, because here's this thing. Jennifer Coolidge, her, she resonates with me as Stifler's mom. Right, exactly. Right. Then she was part of that group that did um, Spinal Tap. And best in show, yep, yeah, so she's yep, been yep. around for all like well, she is a paid actress making millions of what dollars I think, still, what I
1: think she is, I think she's pals with the older levy,
0: Eugene Levy Eugene Levy, yeah,
1: yeah. I think there's a thing there yeah. those two find each other everywhere, and he's normally a producer or director, even if he's acting but in it's it. Hollywood
0: Hollywood just makes like they they Create this narrative that she was sitting at home for 15 years desperately waiting for a phone call. And it's like, I could probably go point to 10 things that she's done in the last 10 years that have been somewhat relevant, but she was never a leading lady. She was she was never the protagonist in anything. Yeah. She was always an ancillary character. So it's not like she's made some comeback. Somebody just gave her an opportunity and she killed it.
1: I think what the problem is, is that it's hard for us to have perspective on time and space. True. Number one, movies come out much later than they were made, True. many times years. And also two, you know, she had a movie. So she worked for two months And then we don't know that she didn't work for three years. And even though she might have had money, that's still, that's that. I mean, honestly, it's just the self-employment story, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I both experienced it where, oh, my God, we've got money in the bank. We're fine. But, like, how long is that all going to last if, you know, and the if is the thing that makes everybody crazy, right? I mean, people, like, listen, I've met people that have, you know, gazillion-dollar companies that worry about that every day. You know, so— It is the thing of being really, she's self-employed.
0: Yeah, I just don't like this idea that like maybe for her own brand to be like, Hey, what a great comeback story. It's like, I don't think she ever went away. All she was, she was just waiting, waiting for the right person to write the right thing and have her in mind. Yeah, And then she, she didn't blow it away. She, she, she capitalized on it in a, in a perfect situation and introduced herself to a, a, a brand new generation of people who didn't know her. Right. I think it's right. great. She did a good job. She's, she And, she, and, and the and fact that say, her eyes are never open is even better. It's
1: even better. And maybe a little crossed, but I mean her, um, like here's what I love about her. She has aged. Yeah. And she has, she is not Stifler's mom anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? At all. No. And but she totally, one hundred percent, embraces her cookie self. Of course. And I would submit that she's actually no different than Stifler's mom. Do you know what I mean? Like she is exactly, yeah. You know, a version of that character. So it was fun to watch that. There, and I was like
0: listening to somebody be interviewed about her, and they said, you know, who you meet is very similar to who you see. On screen. So it's tough to think that this person actually has this dynamic skill set that they've curated over time. And and her sense of humor is so different than anybody else's because it's very dry and it's very subtle. And oftentimes you think it's just some airhead woman speaking who doesn't know what she's saying, but she's extremely deliberate with it to where they'll do a take and and she'll kind of ad lib and they'll say, Jennifer, did you intend to do that? And she'll say, yeah, run it back. It makes sense within the scene. And then they'll watch it and they'll say, it's the funniest thing. And it just came from her. Nobody wrote it. And that's where I think, like, if you have that type of power, if you have that type of comedic talent, you're always going to be able to succeed somewhere.
1: Well, the thing that I like about her too is, I think that, I mean, she is hysterical. I love her humor. Yeah. But I also think like she
0: layers meaning on stuff in a way
1: that is like, I mean, it's five different things once she throws Uh, it out There's this
0: level of, Vulnerability that comes with her when she's like, I wasn't being invited to house parties by my neighbors. My neighbors wouldn't even speak to me anymore. Exactly, and I'm sure that's true. Yeah, I, like, I'm sure that's very true. Yeah, no, I mean she was amazing. I
1: thought she did a great job. So, um, but it was I only saw, I saw maybe five minutes before that and five minutes after that, and really the. Mo- the biggest thing I saw is the camera just kept going to Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt looked like he was having the time of his life. I'm not yeah. going to lie.
0: Brad Pitt's not letting any lawsuit get him down.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Brad, Listen, Brad has, is the perfect example of he could be sad, depressed, go home, and shut the blinds, and Brad is living large, acting like it's not happening. That's you know? true.
0: Jennifer Coolidge might actually be a perfect representation for this business segment topic, which is, tell me a time... You failed. I don't like that
1: question. And I've, for a thousand years... i
0: never answer that question.
1: What is your weakness? Tell yeah. me about a time you failed. I've always said, don't do it. Like, tell some simple little story and just always turn it into a happy ending. Yeah. But no big details. I mean, really, just don't answer it. And I tell employers... Like, that is not, that actually isn't the question you wanna ask. I mean, you wanna find out how people navigate difficulty for yeah. sure, how they problem solve, how when something is given to somebody and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this, hey, what do you do then, right? So the truth is, ask those questions because those are good questions and you'll actu- actually potentially have a great conversation. But saying, how did you fail is so disarming. And it I don't think you ever get the truth, and if somebody says "I never have," I mean I don't think that mean doesn't mean they they haven't failed, but they've never failed in a big enough way that it's stuck with them, sure. which is also legitimate. But then are we going to hire somebody that hasn't failed when it's a question that everybody in the world asks? Right I hate the question. I want it thrown out. I want people to pick better questions. However, it's a question that is most often asked in interviews, so. I'm going to give you some tips. Hit me with them. So number one, I want you to focus on learning. So if you were to say anything, you know, what the interviewer ultimately wants, and I mean, and they obviously kind of say this by the question, is not so much of your story of failure. I mean, maybe some people want that, but what you learned from it and how you turned it into a positive or into a win. Sure. So I think that's number
0: one. You can't say... I failed when I lost the company three point seven million dollars, right. and then right. sit there and wait for them to have a follow up. Yeah, you need to be able to come to some type of resolution from that.
1: Right? What'd you do? I felt really bad. Okay, I went
0: to Hawaii because turns out I embezzled it. Yeah,
1: and so here's the deal: don't even mention that. I mean, that's the yeah, truth. Yeah, leave of that, that one alone. Leave that one alone. Well,
0: I broke the fax machine one day.
1: But it would be it would be kind of like you know I had a project, and literally you would. Ch- The consequences cannot be fatal, right? Yeah. And then you just focus on how you grew. Um, I always say like admit to nothing. Sure. I mean, that's really what I tell people, admit to nothing. So find a way to phrase this that makes it sound like it was a growth opportunity. Now,
0: what if somebody's at home saying, Well, so you're not going to answer this question truthfully?
1: No, here's what I'm gonna say. Choose, carefully choose a miscalculation, not a mistake. Okay? OK, we've all had missteps, so I don't want it to fall into anything that could look like a character flaw or a really poor decision, mm-hmm. right? A little misstep. Sure, You know, I was part of a team and yeah. this thing happened.
0: This one girl, Stephanie, was terrible.
1: So that's where you're going to focus on something that went out of control. Got it. But it was and it could have gone wrong, but it wasn't your Direct fault. Copy Does that. that make sense? Yep. So you know something went not as planned. Is that a good way to say it?
0: Sure. We missed. That's t- just life, you know. We missed a
1: target, right? Yeah. We-, we hit it later, but we missed a target. So choose a miscalculation, not a mistake.
0: Let's go with that for number two. Okay. See, th- there's this popped into my head because this wouldn't can be considered a failure, but if you said like we we pres- we. Uh, hit all the timelines on this project we we hit all the briefs we pre- we presented it to the client and the client didn't like it and so what we what we failed on is collectively really probing the actual desired element from that client yeah. as opposed to the surface level questions that we asked so we learned that we needed to be far more in depth in in the preliminary aspect of this project mm-hmm before we could even execute on it thoroughly. So you
1: know what I loved about that, Kevin? Everything. You didn't even really answer it, no. number one. And number two, you kind of bored me. So I didn't want to stay
0: and I, on that question. And I shared the responsibility with everybody on my team.
1: Which is number three. Look for a we, not a me. All the time. All the time. So a collective failure, if we're calling it failure, mm-hmm. will be easier to explain than an individual one. Totally. So. The team had a project.
0: Yeah. This is what I've never worked individually in my entire life, <laughs> only get, with groups. And
1: if somebody were to say, Do you have an individual example? You get to say, Not off the top of my head. Sure. I mean, really, you can sidestep step this. The number four would be, and this is what you kind of hit on describe a low consequent event. Mm. We didn't eat, lose $3 million for the company. That one we wouldn't talk about, we wouldn't explain it. But it was like, ugh. You know, this client, it was not our most important client at all, but I felt really bad because this client, with the result of what my team did, actually thought about leaving us. We had to repitch, oh my God, they loved us in the end and it all turned out fine, right? So you're Something lowering like that. the stakes. You're lowering the stakes. It's not going to be catastrophic. And that's another thing. Don't use catastrophic language mm. in any of this, because if you do, and some people just love to talk in catastrophic language, you're going to make it bigger and worse than it ever was.
0: I think what you're saying for a lot of this stuff is there is a level of honesty and vulnerability that can, can, that can exist in the workplace. But do not mistake the workplace for your friends and family, meaning you can give a little. But that's all you should ever give, give. With, when it when it relates to honesty when trying to acquire a new job.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, don't lie about things, certainly, that they can find out, right? Sure. But this is just a conversation. This is your opinion. And the last thing, which is kind of, because the way we've talked about it, we've kind of melded all these things together. When I said don't use catastrophic words, be thoughtful about the words you use and don't defend yourself. Don't get into that weird defensive posture. I mean, use words like learned, gleaned, grew, overcame, you know, all of those kinds of things, and always make it a positive ending. It can't be like, you know, I mean, it has to be, oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's, we're going to sandwich it like, oh, we had this great opportunity. (gasps) Then a little drama in the middle and then it ended up
0: fine. Yeah. A story is three acts. There's, there's the introduction. There's the, um, consequences, the wrong word. What is it? What the tensions the wrong word. What is it? The, the obstacles, the wrong word. What is it? There's the thing that goes wrong. The right? thing that goes wrong. And then there's the resolution. Which is
1: all of those things that you just listed, by the yeah. way. And then there's the, the, the happy ending. Yeah. Make it a happy ending. But here's the most important things I want to say to all the bosses out there and anybody doing inter- interviewing and hiring. Here's what you really want to know. Like, are you irritable? Do you easily get annoyed? Do you work well with others? Why don't we just ask those questions? Yeah. Because you're trying to find out all of that through buying saying Tell me about a time. Okay, but if
0: you ask a question like, "Do you get annoyed with other people?" who's gonna Who in the right mind's gonna be like, "I effing so hate d- other people." You don't
1: get annoyed. You don't ask it that way. I, I mean, I think the it is a series of questions. What I
0: think. Through, what is your biggest struggle in working with a team
1: through conversation? So I would say, do you like? Do you consider yourself an independent and strong voice on a team? Mm. Okay, you would say yes.
0: Sure. Depending on the subject matter, yes.
1: But you would more than likely say, okay, Kevin, do you consider yourself an independent and strong voice on the team?
0: Yes, I would say I I am extremely independent until it's necessary for for me to seek help from others. And I am very reserved with my opinion until I think it's, it's warranted. So tell me what
1: happens when you think somebody else on the team wants to go north, but you are really committed to going south mm-hmm. because you think that's the direction of success.
0: Oh, it's Lord of the Flies and we start killing each okay, other. Okay, Well,
1: there you go. But do you see how I did that? Sure. I mean, that is the whole literally just ask questions and converse with people. Put your papers away, people. I mean,
0: just talk to them. There's obviously things we want to know. To answer your question, I would say this. I'm going to say my piece so that everybody knows it. And whether or not we as a team decide to choose that avenue or not, I want it to be known that that's where I, I staked my flag. And then if we choose the other route and it goes badly... I want everybody to look at me with a little smirk on my face <laughs>
1: because, and then I'm going to sulk and pout if no. I
0: don't pick my way. Not going to sulk, not going to pout. I hope it works out, but if it doesn't work out, and ultimately I was right, just understand that I will hold that over everybody's head moving forward. So
1: I have told this story before about a situation year, a million years ago. I was very young, and um, a boss actually applauded me who was horrible to me that I didn't sulk and pout. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, later gave me that um, kind of affirmation. Like I thought that was amazing. I will say this. I have actually said in job interviews, when it looks like things are a little, you know, they're going to kind of funny, weird little places, Sure, I'll say, I'm not a sulker or a powder. I mean, like, I can, the stuff can roll off my back and I can just keep going. And they'll go, really? And they go, how do you know that? And I go, because one of my bosses told me that. I mean, and then, since I was told that, since I got an accolade for that, I've embraced that because I realized that I, too, I'm judgmental of sulkers and powders.
0: So you know how some people just really struggle with the idea of interviews? Like it, yeah. it freaks them out to the core. Right. Which is weird to me because if you don't know the subject of yourself, yeah, what do you even know in this world? And here's the thing I
1: want to say to that. That is such a good point, Kev, is don't go try to be someone else. Wow. This is like, okay, this is like dating. If you turn yourself into somebody else on the date You might be able to be a complete stranger to you for a while, but you can't be that person forever because you are uniquely you. It's true. And eventually when you- I'm
0: actually a pretty quiet guy. I don't say a lot at the workplace.
1: And eventually when you turn into you, we're going to have a problem if that's not what they wanted. Have
0: you noticed Kevin hasn't been at his desk for three hours? He's just been hanging out in the little kitchenette space talking to everybody. I thought he said he was quiet. No, Kevin working from home is a good thing. It's true. I just- Listen, I can obviously, I mean, we've done this for however long. You and yeah. I can just sit and chat and be totally fine with it. And I can switch anybody into this chair and probably do the same thing if I needed to, yeah. right? In an interview, you need right. to be able to do that. But it couldn't be just anybody. Go no, ahead. it could be anybody. If here, I choose not to engage with most people in life because the conversations are really benign and boring and superficial to me. So I don't enjoy yeah, them. Yeah. But if I find somebody who's got some intellectual depth to them, I, mm-hmm. I gravitate to them like a moth to a flame. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because I can learn so much from just having a conversation with somebody more so than actually ever doing anything myself. Sometimes. So so the so and I'm a narcissist. So like, if you want to have me in a room talking about myself for an hour, oh my god. Grab some coffee and just sit back and relax. You are not a narcissist. Would you please not make those declarations? I'm a bit of a narcissist in that I really enjoy talking about myself.
1: (laughs) Everybody enjoys talking about themselves. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case.
0: I can tell you. I can tell you. I think think most people do in a comfortable setting, but in an interview setting, I think people panic.
1: Kevin, I can tell you from the work I do that people love to talk about themselves. I'm telling you,
0: not the way that I do. (laughs) <laughs> i'm i am i'm I'm gonna make kevin Zener just the best human being that has ever walked well that's the Earth. a good thing if he really is well I don't know that yeah. that's that's up for the interviewer to decide yeah yeah. Whether or not they want to give me this position based on how I talk about myself. So
1: if you're ever on an airplane, if you were ever to see Kevin, here's what you know. I'm I, not going to talk to you. I travel with Kevin sometimes. I'm, I'm with him. Like we're together. Mm-hmm. We're sitting together. Mm-hmm. And our favorite thing is we both got upgraded in first class, right? I mean,
0: that's the, that's the, that's the, the peak dream moment. That's
1: the dream. And often we both get upgraded, but we're not set next to one another. And Kevin will always say, Hey, that's my mom. Would you want to, would you want to switch? And 99.9% of the time people do. Sure. Kevin doesn't talk to me. I'm telling you that. But I have to say on an airplane, I don't talk to you either. Well, it's really hard to talk. We just kind of, first of all, airplanes are loud. Super loud. Um, but we just kind of do our own thing. Yeah, but
0: here's the other thing when, as it relates to you. Yeah. I'm getting off the plane with you. Yeah, that's we're gonna true. We're going to talk again. Yeah,
1: that's true. I, but I, I am the person with, if I had literally, if they stuck blinders on me.
0: I'd be so happy with that. It
1: would explain everything like,
0: don't talk to me. Like, you know what they should do? Here's, oh my gosh, here's it. We just, we're going to, we're going to hack airplane travel, a section for people who want to talk and a section for people who don't want to talk. I would pay easily an extra $50 to be in the don't talk to me section.
1: I would be, listen, I live in that section. And
0: then if you started a conversation, you get kicked off the flight. (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. He just asked me what I did. So He just asked me what I do for a living. (laughs) Please escort him (laughs) off. Have
1: you ever talked to anybody on a plane? Like, I mean, can you think back? Not willingly. Well, I mean, like to any like serious conversation.
0: I, of course I have but it has always been begrudgingly. I airline travel to me is yeah. I can just turn my brain off. Yeah. I don't have to think about work. Yeah. I don't have to think about friends or family or girlfriend or anything like I can just be. Yeah, I can watch I, a movie. Literally, I can watch TV. I can sleep. I can read.
1: People asked me I got I was flying on Wednesday from um well basically Dallas to DC. And uh, Wednesday, if if everybody remembers the news from Wednesday, the FAA, you know, had a big computer glitch. So I was like, I, I stayed back at the house I was at for a while, and then finally went, and then it got delayed even more. So I don't know, I was at DFW for like four or five hours. So brutal. I, but I was at the Admiral's Club. I didn't even care.
0: I know. I didn't that, even that's, care. That's the best part.
1: I got a ton of work done that I would never otherwise have gotten done. Yeah. I mean, you can answer the phone or not answer the phone. It's like free time. It's great. Yeah, I just want... I knew, I knew that one of two things was going to happen that night. I was either going to get to D.C., and I was going to stay in my hotel mm-hmm. and everything was going to be fine. Or I wasn't going to get to DC and I was going to call our friends in Fort Worth and they were going to come back. I was going to take an Uber to their house and stay one more night.
0: Here's the other reason. On the way out the door, I said, don't change the sheets. Here's the other reason I don't like to talk to people on a plane. Typically, typically, if somebody travels a lot, they're yeah. not interested in talking exactly. to you. Exactly. It is because they think of it the exact same way you and I yeah. think about is, oh, decompression time, chill out. Yeah. If you're going to talk to somebody on a plane, It is probably rare that they do travel and what they're using you as some, as some type of comfort blanket to do something that they know, which is communication because they're uncomfortable in this airplane setting. And I don't want to be your melatonin. I don't want to be your gravity blanket. I I want to watch whatever American airlines is pumping at me. I want to read this book that I haven't been able to read. And I want to stare out at the clouds because we are 30,000 feet above the earth. Yeah. That's all I want to do.
1: I know. Well, I mean, I did have a situation where um, on a three-hour flight, and this was really weird, sat down next to a woman, and women just don't. I mean, for the most part, I mean, there's usually no engagement. Don't even. And she talked to me. We talked the whole time. The entire time, three hours.
0: That's a lot.
1: It was a lot. She was pleasant. I enjoyed her. It was a good conversation. That's good. But shocking. Shocking to me. That's shocking. I mean, a full meal, still kept chatting. Yeah, it was weird.
0: Hate yeah, that. Maybe I got a new friend. Literal nightmare right yeah. there. All right, Deb, let's get into some mailbag questions for you. Okay. Okay. Dear Debbie, a manager where I work has a young child. Since we have embraced teleworking, she regularly lets her kid interrupt our meetings. Her home office appears to be located in her kid's bedroom. Ooh. Now a coworker has a new baby. In a recent meeting, we could hear both her baby and her mother-in-law in the background, and she was hosting the meeting. Children are usually not allowed in the workplace unless it's bring your kids to work day. They are distracting and often disruptive. Sounds a lot like me. Everyone I have spoken to agrees this is inappropriate. What do you think?
1: So, you know, I'm going to say we're out of COVID, folks. Do you mean it's not COVID time sure. where kids were not going to school
0: and daycares were closed? And you know, It was fun that your dog walked around exactly. and, you had, and everybody knew you had shorts on under well, your dress shirt. And
1: nobody really had, nobody had purposely set up Zoom. First of all, we never Zoomed like that, right? you know, but now Zoom is a, a, yep. a thing. It's
0: a part of our world.
1: And no... Nobody had automatically these great Zoom areas. You saw people like in their dark dining rooms. I mean, it was weird. So we've now moved to a place where daycares are open, schools are back in, and people are not having to navigate trying to stay home and be healthy because of all of the germs that are out there, right?
0: So I- Can confirm germs still exist though.
1: Well, the germs still exist for sure, but we're not in the same setup, okay? So really the answer to that is, unless everybody in the house has COVID and is feeling fine, meaning I can still Zoom, like, okay, what are you going to do about that? But short of that, I mean, especially the one with the mother-in-law, the mother-in-law is there. Get the kid out of there. Yeah,
0: be That's quiet. what you're there for. Right. Yeah. Your mother-in-law, the presence of your mother-in-law is to help keep the kid distracted. Right. So if I'm hearing the mother-in-law and the kid, what is that's, the purpose of the mother-in-law? That's strange. But then the thing about the boss, the thing that's brutal about that is
1: she now is just setting the stage for kids and dogs and husbands just basically saying you can interrupt who's ever on Zoom with whatever they're doing. true. I mean, most of us know, like if it feels like it's going to go a little haywire to turn our video off, do you know what I mean, and still kind of be there and try to – manage the thing. Yeah. I mean you've also got mute by the way. I mean cuz you and I are sometimes on Zoom's together and we can hear each other so we're like muted all the time mm-hmm. unless we're talking. But um I think that's I don't know. I feel like it's really a bad
0: bad example. That's where somebody has viewed working at home more personal than professional. Yeah. And yeah. and it's a luxury to be able right. to work from in my opinion. It's a luxury to be able to work from home. So you still need to skew towards the professional. I'm not saying you need to wear a shirt and tie to get onto a Zoom, right? But you need to remove all of the normal everyday distractions while you're conducting business. That's insane that you would let your kid like come sit on your lap. And that, like, we now as co-workers have to pay attention to your kid. No, that's weird. I don't know your kid. I don't like your kid. Can we talk about the TPS report that's due tomorrow? That
1: was a cute, cute for a hot minute during the sure. beginning of COVID. When that we all what needed a little was. ounce
0: of humanity yeah, in our exactly.
1: lives. You know, here's the other part. Like, you and I don't, it is not required for the work we do that we dress up, dress up. I mean, that's no. absolutely not required. But I will say you and I normally are very neat on top. You mean we're very neat on what a Zoom could see. Showered.
0: Yeah. Clean. Hair is done. Hair is done. Yeah. I at least have-
1: I always have earrings yeah, on and a my rings on. clean shirt or a clean sweatshirt.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. we are presentable in any state. Yeah. Now, my sweat shorts and slippers probably aren't yeah. welcome, but nobody can see that. Right. And there are no other distractions. The, the closest distraction we ever have are the dogs, and they're just like making- like right. kind of walking around noise. Well, and even then we'll
1: get up and I'll turn the video off. So I go dark. It says Deborah Zener. I pop up and I turn them, I mute it and I scoot them out the door and close it. And I mean, that's that. So I, I do think, listen, I think we've moved to a place where we have working from home is normal. Life has returned more to normal. And so we should expect that we're there to do business without those kind of interruptions.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, if her boss shows up and her kid's sitting on her lap as yeah, they're talking about weird. like the weekly expectations that's of the weird. sales team, fire her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Put that, put that whole family on food stamps as far as I'm concerned. Kevin. Put that kid up for adoption.
1: Kevin, stop.
0: <laughs> Dear Debbie, I have a coworker who randomly texts me on my personal phone and the texts have nothing to do with work matters. I don't mind chit chat around the proverbial water cooler or in between meetings in the elevator, etc. But I think that personal texts such as, hey, we're having a barbecue, you should stop by, or martini time, or you were missed when I was out of town, crosses the bounds of professionalism. My husband thinks so too. Can you recommend a way to ask them to stop the personal texts without being rude or offensive? Read those texts to me again. First one, we're having a barbecue, you should stop by. That doesn't feel offensive to me. Next one, martini time. If someone says
1: that they've gone for drinks before. You were missed
0: when I was out of town.
1: Well, like,
0: does I mean here's what I'm gonna assume. I I I don't feel like this person is like a young guy, a young single guy, eligible bachelor on their own who's taking a shot at a married right, woman. Right. What it sounds like is some somebody an older woman who may or yeah, may not be single, yeah. or an older man who has a significant other right. who's just being somewhat congenial and right. using text? I think to do this it. person is being way too sensitive to those things. I think it would be
1: very weird for someone to say Martini time if, in fact, we hadn't at some point had a glass of wine together or something like would that. Would be kind of funny that though. feels like that would be weird to me. Okay, um, I feel like. You know some people don't know the cadence of that kind of stuff, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. you're like super friendly at work, but you're not going to socialize outside of work. Yeah. but this kind of sounds like there i mean for somebody to say, "I missed you when I was gone, yeah, I feel like that the person has actually let the language in the work place tip to a tip to a familiar
0: spot. If you've never done anything with this person or your group of coworkers, this yeah. is psychotic, agreed, right? Agreed, agreed. Refuse to believe yeah. that somebody's straight cold texting you any of these messages without a previous hang yeah, under their belts. And I think you are, what you're hoping is that, hey, within the confines of these four walls, we can be buddy, buddy. But the second I punch out, You're dead to me. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that might be how you work and that's fine, but that's clearly not how anybody else works in this office. And so this person who's just being, being nice and inviting you to things, I don't know how you're going to be able to look at them and be like, Hey, you're my work friend. Yeah. That's the beginning and end of it. If we go out into group social settings that are sanctioned by management, I'll happily hang out with you there. But short of that, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You're the jackass in that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that just, that feels mean to me. That just feels kind of mean. Totally. Because if somebody is being like, I mean, you know, you can say no a hundred times and eventually they're going to get it, right? I mean, oh no. But even when I, if I were to say no, like if it were somebody, I had a client years ago and I mean, I saw this person for many, 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 many years. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, she asked me to socialize a lot. And I could kind of see from some of the stuff we talked about, because she would veer into personal things periodically, like, there was a lot of responsibility in being her friend, Got it. right? I was, I mean, I didn't, uh, we weren't going to be friends anyways, okay? Because sure. I was her business coach. Yeah. But I drew strict boundaries, really, really, really strict boundaries to stay her business coach, not her friend. And yet I was friendly. So if she would have sent me something like... um, I mean, she sent me a couple of notes when she was traveling in France once. And they were just like, I saw this. I thought of you. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I was gracious. I said, thanks so much. Can hardly wait to see you in two weeks when you come back yeah. and hear about it. I mean, there's ways that Re-establish you can- re what that relationship exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. So it feels like we've got somebody being- Someone's a little loosey-goosey and somebody's a little mean. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me.
0: Because I would say, what, what is what is the culture in that office? Like right. if the culture is all of us are going out all the time. I've right. worked in that place before. I've worked in that place Where too. all lines are blurred yeah. and you now feel like you're more friends than coworkers. Okay, well, that's just that person assimilating to that culture. But if it's hard and fast we only interact with each other when we are getting paid for it then yeah maybe that's an overstep yeah. but again this doesn't seem like anything inappropriate it's not offensive no
1: it's certainly i mean it's not sexual it's not yeah it's none of those unless things. martini time means something that I we don't know. know yeah well it could that could all mean
0: something we don't know it's true i just think we have a person that's way too sensitive and kind of mean yeah the next use it in a sentence martini time uh dear debbie When I went out to brunch with a friend I have known for many years, we became a little intoxicated, and through the course of laughter, my friend said to me that I am much more fun when I'm drunk. She -hmm. isn't the first person to say this to me, and this particular Mm -hmm. friend has said it a few times now. Another friend once said to me that the drunk version of me is more fun to hang with. I'm always unsure how to respond because the implication, no matter how it's worded, is that I'm no fun when I'm sober. (laughs) I have a great sense of humor and I use it often. Maybe I'm sensitive, but I know I'm not an uptight person. I can be silly and cut loose, especially with my friends, even when I'm sober. How do I respond to the statement that I feel is more insulting than complimentary? Well, first of all, I want to say
1: this. We all love a fun drunk. Oh man, listen I'm I the mean, funnest seriously. drunk. Seriously. Like because there are angry drunks, there are mean yeah. drunks, there are sad crying drunks. So if you're a fun drunk, like
0: kudos to you. Do you know do you want do you wanna know who wants to talk to people? Who? Drunk Kev.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Drunk Kev? You put drunk Kev on a plane?
1: <laughs> oh my god. I'll be
0: president of the plane before we touch back down. So
1: here's what I want to say. Like I we, we neither of us are big drinkers. No, God, no, not, not anymore, drinkers. especially. Um, but I will say this. If I have two drinks, I'm the most delightful human being on the planet. You
0: think Deb talks a lot just in general? Wait till she's got a couple of gin and tonics. Well, in
1: Well, and I will tell you this also: the stuff that comes from my brain to my mouth is the most brilliant stuff in the world. At well, least, least I she think so. <laughs> so I am also not a sad, not a mean. Uh-uh. I'm I'm fun. I I I would I would propose that I am more fun after a couple of drinks for
0: sure. So, I am the same way, yeah. And now I don't think anybody's ever said to me, "You're more fun when you're drunk." But I have had people say, "Man, I love drunk kev." Yeah, right. Yeah. I love drunk kev too I because love, yeah. my a lot of my inhibitions when it comes to dealing with people just go by the wayside. I want to yeah. be everybody's friend. Yeah, I think I, I don't know that I've told this story on this podcast before, but I think I was like 24. We were in Chicago. We were there for Lollapalooza. Your friend hooked all of my friends up with like the VIP treatment for the entire weekend, and they had this nightclub. It was called the Underground, and. It was just the place to be, the place to be.
1: No, we got Kevin in. I was like the coolest mom in the world. And so
0: they take photos of every night because there's celebrity there. There's beautiful people there. There's DJs. There's all this kind of stuff. So after we had come home, they had posted all of the photos from the weekend that we were there. Mm -hmm. I'm in like 50 photos (laughs) talking to a different person every single photo. That is hysterical. And my friends were like, who are these people? Yeah. And I said I have no earthly idea, yeah. but I wanted to know yeah. all of them.
1: Isn't that when uh, Lindsay Lohan was yeah. dating the Ronson sister? Yeah. yeah. Samantha Ronson. Samantha Ronson, yeah. yeah. They were both there, right?
0: For sure. Did you people My buddy Miller to this day believes that Lindsay Lohan eyed him to the point where he's like, if I wanted to make a move, I could have gone home with her. And I said, "I'll take that bet."
1: Was there was there climbing up on a booth and
0: dancing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. No, it was a great time. Yeah, to be twenty four and to be intoxicated meant I was talking to everyone.
1: This was super funny because they'd gone to Lollapalooza and then they were going to go to the underground. And I get a text from Kevin. It goes, "They won't let us in." Mm-hmm, that was because the first night. They were supposed to be VIPs and go in, and I'm like, "Oh!" And I ended up texting my friend's personal assistant. And isn't that what happened? No. Okay, what I did. Okay, I told you to. Yeah, I
0: did. And she was on vacation. And I'm looking at all of my friends because I've over-promised this weekend. I'm like, we've got everything. I deserve none of this, but check me out. Nepotism at its finest. We got (laughs) everything. And we roll up to this club and we're super late. There's no line because everybody's already been turned away from it. And this big, hardened bouncer, before I get a word out, it's like, no. I said, no, no, I'm actually on the list. And he goes... What's your name? I tell him my name. He's like, you know, we're on this list. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I, I named all the parties involved. He's like, no, under no circumstances. So this was probably when I had my brown clamshell yeah, yeah. Uh, Sprint yeah. Nextel phone. I, I I text the connect who couldn't have been nicer. How she even saw her phone because she was like in Bali or something yeah. like that. Text her. I said, hey, I don't mean to be an ass. I'd never even met this woman. I said, but your doorman is just boning me so hard. A minute later goes by, she doesn't even respond to me. This guy comes up from the the, the closed door, comes uh, walking up, whispers something to the guy's ear, and he looks at me and he goes, I don't know who you know, but welcome in. And I said, I looked at my friends, never having felt cooler in my yeah, entire life.
1: Yeah, that's great when yeah. that turns out. turns out like that. So no, no, I, I think it's like that too. Like I think That's where I would have to be careful because I'm going to stay out too late. I'm going to close down the bar. I'm just so fun. I mean, how can you put it to bed, right?
0: No, I love it. But
1: back to the question. Sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Enough about us being
1: amazing drunks. (laughs) Back to the question. I think what you have to do, because it bothers her. I don't know if that would bother me, but because I think I would agree. I probably am more fun. I'm for sure more fun. But so if it bothers her, I think you have to go to one of the people that you trust the most. And just say... how am I different? Like, how am I different? But here's the thing, I mean, that I say, like, uh, what is the point of having a drink or two? I mean, you know, it is sometimes to taste a beautiful wine. It is sometimes like, oh, my God, this bourbon is like crafted 500 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, come on. That Mostly it's to relax, to wind down, to have fun. Yeah, It's a, that it's is a the, social setting. So... I would say that you are more fun seems right. It doesn't mean you're not fun. Right. It, but if you were to say to me, am I more serious in my day to day? For sure.
0: Yeah. Th- this is this is a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. Because like Deb said, there are more than enough people who are sad, yeah. angry drunks. Oh, my God. Who all of us are like just waiting for that tipping point yeah. And then we're out of there, right?
1: They're the one that has, someone has to take them home. They're exactly. crying every time. Yeah. So
0: the fact that people A love you enough to yeah. want to spend time with you is great, but then B like the drunk version of yeah. you is a testament that you internally you're probably okay. I think like so. Like there's too. not something that you're suppressing that you use drinking to then flex with. No, you're right. just happy being yourself. And if the drunk version of you as the as it is a somewhat enhanced version, not even a better version, an enhanced version, I'm telling you, there are worse things to be.
1: I agree. But I mean, if she feels bad, here's what I'm going to say. Stop drinking. Find one of the women that you genuinely trust, that you feel you can be vulnerable with and say, so, you know, here's what I worry that somebody will say, that they won't use the right language. Because if somebody said to me, well, you're just more serious in daily life than you are when you're drunk. Well, yeah, of course. I would hope so. I'm a business person. I do serious things. But if somebody said, I mean, I'm trying to think what they could say, like, well, you're more sensitive, and I feel like I have to be careful about what I say about you. Well, then you you get to work on that a little bit, right? Yeah. Because apparently, if you have a drink or two, that sensitivity flies out the window and good for you. So you know what that feels like. Sure. But you, I mean, I guess it's an opportunity to investigate some of those things. But honestly,
0: I think it's a compliment. I agree. Yeah. Don't, don't take a compliment in the wrong way. Right. Dear Debbie, I have a coworker who has serious BO. Mm, I know yeah. he showers and takes care of himself, even though he doesn't smell like it. Yeah, We were on a business trip recently, and I had to stay in the same house as him. Ugh. I witnessed him take long showers each day, and still he reeked of his awful musky scent mm. after just a few hours. I find it close to intolerable to work with him. His body odor makes me want to throw up. Mm. How do you even address something mm. like that? I can't accuse him of not bathing because I know he <sighs> does. I guess it must be something he eats or just who he is, but the stench is making me crazy. What can I do? It's the worst. It's the worst. You've it's had the- these conversations, haven't you? I've had these conversations. I will tell you
1: my freshman year of college, I was had a roommate that I didn't know. And there was something wrong with her. I'm convinced. I watched her shower. I watched her wash her clothes. The odor that came off her body was metallic and strong and terrible. And I mean, and our room smelled like it. Like, because it was awful. Like, I probably would have roomed with her the next year, but I couldn't. I mean, it was just so terrible. And by the way, my 17-year-old self never said anything. Okay? What
0: are you going to say? I mean,
1: yeah. So I think the problem, the biggest problem with this, is that it's the coworker. I mean, it's very hard to be equals, and I mean, it is sure. the, the right thing would be to sit the guy down and say something, but the workplace makes it a little weird. I mean, probably me, and I'm going to call myself a big fat chicken in this deal. If it were a coworker, I would go to my boss and say, "Have you not noticed this?" But listen, I've traveled with him. I don't know what to say. The guy, he showers, but he's emitting something. Here's what I do want to say. And I think when people, when it comes time to confront it, people miss some of the stuff because I think there are people that shower every day, but I do think there are people that don't wash their clothes enough. I mean, wear them time and time again. And honestly, I do think there are people... That something's wrong. They emit an odor that is odd. It's in their pores. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's just chemical. Them.
0: It's DNA. It's genetics. There's no control over it whatsoever.
1: You know? Do you remember our friend from London had called, and he has um, a lot of like kind of retirement homes, care mm-hmm. centers for elderly people, and if you think about
0: this, oh thing, yeah, the elderly smell.
1: Yes, and there isn't truly an elderly smell like when you get to be a certain age. And it's it's like nothing gets rid of it. I mean, they've tried and tried. Well, interestingly enough, he had me buy this soap on Amazon and then ship it to him because they couldn't get it in the UK. Mm. And it was Japan had come out with this thing and was using it in the hospitals for the elderly. It's a soap made of persimmons. And apparently when you use it for this elder, the smell totally goes away. Mm. And um I think you have to do investigations like that. I think you have to get Encourage the person to go to a doctor. I think when you talk to them, you have to say, I really need you smelling fresh. I need your clothes fresh. I need your skin fresh. I need your hair fresh. We've got clients. You've got to be fully fresh. If it continues, and then you say, if this, I'm going to touch touch base with you. If this continues, what I'm going to recommend you do is go see a doctor. So, I mean, you kind of put it on a medicinal level, do you know what I mean, so that you can help them. But, I mean, it is the touchiest thing. It's awful. It's terrible. People typically don't smell themselves. I mean,
0: you know what I mean? Sure. And so... because well, they live with it. They just know it as what it is. So
1: you have to be gentle. You have to be kind. You have to be very compassionate. Um, but the words have to be
0: said, for sure. It's hard. And the worst part is they know. Yeah. There's no way they don't know. Yeah. They have yeah. to know. You are not yeah. you are not unique. You're scent even if it's just, you know, hypersensitive to it. Yeah. Other people can smell it yeah. too. So this person has dealt with this their entire existence. You gotta shirk the responsibility and give it to somebody higher. Well, coworker status can't yeah. do anything. Co- I
1: it. don't think co worker status can do it because potentially you really upset your relationship mm-hmm. and you didn't have any
0: authority to actually make it yeah. better. Or just yeah. always whenever you're somewhere sit down wind from not or sit upwind from them. Yeah. Make sure the fans are blowing at them away from you and just move your cubicle. But here's the problem. I think for a lot of these people
1: what we're not saying is this is a guy I really like. This is a guy I want to exchange ideas with. This is a guy I want to go to lunch with. But then all of that disappears. Totally. We're blind to all of that because of this other thing. And so we don't want to put them, they're our coworker. And if they're smart and helpful and great and proficient and capable, we actually want to be able to spend time with yeah. them.
0: Or you use this as excuse to uh, not go to martini time.
1: Don't go to martini time. If that's the guy that's texting, <sighs> sure. don't go, for sure.
0: Dear Debbie, my friend has decided she can no longer tolerate my husband. She yeah. feels he doesn't respect her. This is far from the truth in my mind. We have supported her emotionally and financially from time to time for many years, my husband, does, my husband does have a habit of making clunky jokes, anything for a laugh or to fill the void, but a real friend should see beyond to the loving, supportive person he is at his core. We are now banned from her social group. I find this very harsh. I guess my friendship doesn't count as I'm being thrown out with the perceived trash as well. I'm depressed and angry, and I want some kind of revenge and to hurt her back. I'm so happy with our little group. Now it's been taken away from me. Any advice? Well, easy, easy knifer, the cutter for sure. S- I mean, so prison rules, you walk by her, you stab her a couple of mm-hmm. times. The now kidneys, the friends are
1: yours. Boom. It's all fine. Yeah. So here's the thing that I find really harsh. Somebody could have a husband that I didn't, couldn't stand and have, but I'm telling you this, if those people supported me financially, she right. said, emotionally, blah, blah, obviously this other chick has been through some stuff yeah. and they both stood behind beside her and whatever the wife wanted to do, the husband supported, you don't get to opt out to be annoyed by him. That is just not a thing. I mean, not unless he's done something so egregious. But unless there's something there that the wife doesn't know about, yeah. I mean, under the story that we're being told right here, completely ridiculous. I agree. Um and I would I mean I would, you know, listen, I would try talking to her if that didn't work, then I would just start inviting people to do stuff. I would not I would not allow
0: somebody to change my whole
1: social group. Unless she gives you
0: a definitive reason, like he did something. Like he
1: did something. He said something that really hurt me. He did something. I mean, just because he's a clunky guy,
0: no. Why does she get to be, why does she get to gatekeep your friends? Why does she get to determine whether or not you're friends with them?
1: Listen, Gary Zener was the most competitive guy on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I can remember one night, we had a bunch of couples over and we were playing Pictionary or something like that. And my poor friend, Mary, had the misfortune of being his partner. The worst. Okay. I mean, the Pictionary,
0: the worst. The worst. Okay.
1: And I was so happy to be anybody's partner other than dad's. Sure. you know why?
0: (laughs) Because you're there to have fun. It's not about winning Pictionary with your friends. And
1: because here's the thing. Guess what he's there for? To win. win. That is that. He's not there for the journey. He's not there for the fun. He is there to cut you and
0: win. There's times I have to remind myself about that too. Hey, Kev. Just here to have a good time. Just
1: here to have a good time. So he, I mean, he was unkind to Mary in his in his pursuit of the win. Yeah. Like you know, he said a, a couple. Th-
0: him throwing her out of the house <laughs> physically was inappropriate.
1: <laughs> a couple of things came out of his mouth, and this is how it has to work. If you have the spouse that says the ridiculous things, it is your obligation in that moment to go, which I did. Gary, stop it! Knock it off! You yeah. don't mean that. Publicly I mean, shamed them. I publicly shamed him. Okay. If Gary is headed towards the wind, he didn't hear that. He didn't care. But I wanted to save my reputation and my friendship with Mary. A little divide between you and he. Exactly. So I was going to take Mary's side no matter what. Long story short, we got through it. She's a lovely human being. And she said to me later, I will never play with him again. And I said rightfully so. Welcome to the club. I mean, I'm never playing with him again either. So I do think there I mean, listen, our spouses are not perfect. And I'm not gonna defend imperfect behavior no matter who it is. Yeah. I will say that the next day, I mean, I turned into a crazy prison wife woman and started saying like you better call her you better drive over there like you have no idea because he really had no idea how bad his behavior was and i will tell you he went over there he apologized he did the right thing and she said thank you they made friends and she said at the end i'll never be your partner again
0: yeah. fair enough new rules right I-, I think the biggest concern here is why do you have to lose all of your friends? Like regardless yeah, of her reasoning, exactly. assuming it's it's not like something horrific, why do you have to lose all of your friends? But she
1: never said to me, I'm not inviting you and Gary over again right. ever. Yeah. So,
0: so my line in the sand would be like, hey, I can't force anybody to be yeah. my friend. But just because you've made some arbitrary decision not to affiliate with my husband and I in no way means that because you drew the line, the line in the sand that everybody else is on the other side of that line too. I'm going to continue to invite these people out and only- if these people shun you right. or ghost you, well, you know that they no longer want to be in your life too. But even then, I think, I mean, I'm one of those people where if somebody said to me, I'm no longer talking to this person, I'd say, oh, well, that's a good thing for you. Assuming something yeah. bad didn't happen, I'm going to continue to talk to them if nothing nothing untowards happened to me. Yeah,
1: I say all the time, I mean, I say this so much, I will say, you know, that's not my experience with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like them. I mean, it's not that I don't believe you, right? But that's not my experience, right? And as long as it's not my experience, I'm cool with it. Yeah, them. and I'm not, yeah. I'm not
0: gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, bully someone because of what you said.
1: I agree. So, I mean, I think, listen, she's got to quit playing the victim. She's got to stand up for herself. I think what her friend did is wrong. I think her friend is ungrateful at the very least. Sure. And I think she needs to scoot herself in there and slowly, one friend at a time, just start recollecting them back in her
0: life start a bad rumor about her no don't do that. say that you gave her way more money and than you ever did she back. never paid it back and you almost it and it went to drugs
1: yeah there you go that could be well that could do and she has bad bo there you go
0: last one dear debbie i have been living with two other people in a three-bedroom two and a half bath home for over a year now carrie has the main room and its bathroom zach has the half bath but we share the shower in my bathroom one of the problems is that someone is using my toilet when I'm not home. Carrie and I have similar work schedules, whereas Zach works nights and is home alone a lot of the time. I have tried talking to both of them, and both claim that they don't use it. I have no way to prove that my toilet is being used other than seeing the pee and or poop that is there when I try to use it. I have. Wait to- a minute. They don't flush the toilet? Apparently, I have two cats, so I always put the lid down on my toilet because the cats like to sit there when I'm in the shower. Weird. I don't know what to do at this point. There should be no reason for anyone other than myself to use my toilet. Carrie says to just flush it and that I'm overreacting. But it's disgusting. I already have to put up with Zach's hair in the shower. The second problem is the dirty dishes in the sink. I like to wash any dish as soon as I'm done with it, while my roommates like to leave them in the sink until they feel like washing them. Carrie in particular likes to leave dishes in water to soak, but they are growing mold and it makes the house smell. I truly don't understand why they can't wash them. Do you think it's a generational difference? I'm in my 20s, and they're both in their 50s. What? That's where it got weird okay. for me, too. <laughs>
1: okay. There's just so much that's
0: weird about step this. Step by step. Start okay. start at the age difference. Okay.
1: First of all, a 20-year-old woman shouldn't be living with two fifty 50-year-old men. I, that is weird. You
0: couldn't pay me at yeah. twenty two. I mean, to be fair, I did. They were my parents. But even then, <laughs> yeah. strangers? Yeah. No, stranger no. 50-year-old And people?
1: that doesn't even feel right or healthy no. or safe or anything. Um. I mean, not making a generalization about all 50 year old men, but I'm just saying, yeah. okay? This woman should not have roommates. No, she doesn't. At all. So here's the thing. I mean, do you, is the rule, I mean, like, I guess, like, how firm are the rules? The rules are Zach can come into my bathroom to shower only and leave. Right. That feels a little weird because it feels like if Jack has to pee, pee or poop, he should be able to do that while he's in that room. But then Zach flush it. I mean, come on. That's
0: weird. Be a good. Citizen I mean, to be fair, I don't it. always flush my pee because you know, like if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Let's conserve water. Okay, we're in a drought.
1: Okay, well that I would if I went in your bathroom and saw that I'd flush it. Fair. Okay, so but still, we don't want to flush it. He should flush it. I mean, that's just that simple. I would agree. Okay, the other part is this is super easy on the toilet thing. Just go get a freaking camera, put it in your bathroom. You'll figure it oh, out really creepy. fast.
0: Deb's like, I mean, you want to be on Dateline? Yeah. Perfect. Just, go put a bathroom camera yep, in just there. Just go put a bathroom
1: camera in and see who's doing what. But here's the other part. On the whole dishes thing when we got there.
0: That's mold, roommate life, do you dog. Know,
1: do you know how long it would take for mold to grow? Long time. I mean, even in like, you lived in New Orleans, it didn't grow overnight or the next not. day. It did not. I mean, come on.
0: Cockroaches probably would have found it before mold grew. I mean, listen,
1: you and I are probably anal to some people about wanting the kitchen clean when we go to bed. Yep. We both are that way. It either belongs in the dishwasher or it's clean somewhere. And but drying, there's yeah. nothing in the sink, you know, when we go to bed. And so, I mean, that happens to be the way we are. That's the not not the way everybody is. I mean, some people are like, when the sink fills up, then I'll do it, right? Yep. But, I mean, we think our way is right. We like to get up in the morning to a nice, clean kitchen. That's what we like. But I don't know, like, if it's her house, she should have set down the rules and told them. But now there are, I mean, she shouldn't have roommates.
0: Here's one of the things that nobody talks about. Some people just like chaos, okay? Some people flourish and succeed well in a total chaotic state. And- Dishes are a part of that. Not flushing poop is a part of that. Yep. Those people are uncomfortable with the uncomfortable ability of that life. Dad always flushed his poop, to the best of my knowledge. But but dad left stuff around. Dad was yeah. comfortable, not squalor is the wrong word, but dad was comfortable in a, in a, in a dirty-ish area. He was, he was comfortable with a certain amount of clutter, yes. for sure. But that was... I think that was soothing to him. Yeah. When things were clean, you could trust that Gary Zena was going to dirty it up a little bit. He was going to leave some cups out. He's going to leave some crumbs around. His little nook was always going to have shoes or a jacket or dirt or coffee grounds over. Always. Yeah. For forever. Yep. Some people just are more comfortable with with the disarray than other people, and nobody ever talks about that.
1: I mean, we had to make hard and fast rules with Dad. Oh my like God! The day that the cleaning lady came,
0: yeah, we locked when, him in the basement.
1: Once she's here and cleaned, you are not allowed. There's got to be this moment in time where the house is great, yep. and that's going to be until we go to bed that night. We order dinner in, or we go out. You are not allowed to go in the kitchen and dirty it up. I mean, not that night, not after she is cleaned. And I mean, we said as much, right? I mean, that Mm -hmm. that was like a thing. And it was like, Gary, like, don't be like, come on for a couple of days. I mean, we just paid debit cleaned. So,
0: I mean. Here's the other thing. These are 50-year-olds. You're not going to change change. anything about them.
1: But wait, they're 50-year-olds that need roommates. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the other part. And uh, no offense to all the 50-year-olds who have roommates. I'm just saying- That comes with it. They're 50-year-olds that maybe haven't participated in real adult life yet, right? And so that's what you're dealing with.
0: Yeah. Your biggest problem is you are living with two people who are set in their ways, who are clearly- having each other's back about pooping and peeing in your toilet. Now it's just a joke with them.
1: I mean, it should be, this woman should be living in a house with a primary bedroom with a primary ensuite on it. Okay. Yeah. That's what she should be doing that. She, if she feels comfortable, should lock it when she leaves. I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. And then those guys should be the two ancillary bathrooms, bedrooms that share a bathroom. Yeah. Right. And then one and done. And you don't guess what? Don't ever go in their bathroom. No. Cause it's going to upset you.
0: You know who I blame Who? the cats. It's, it's the cats. The one, cats for sure. are smart enough to lift up your toilet, yep. pop a squat in there. Yep. They do, they're they not smart enough to be able to flush it, yep. but then they can close that bad but boy. You,
1: you know who knows what's going on too? Hmm. The cats. The cats know everything. The cats know everything. For sure.
0: The cats lock eyes with Zach as yeah. he goes and drops a growler in your toilet and then <laughs> the skips <growler>. away laughing. <laughs> All right, Deb, let's wind this podcast down. Okay. What are you thankful for this week? Well, I want to tell you what
1: I'm thankful for. Go for it. I actually love it. You release stress off of me. Oh. When you, I mean, I know you really took care of like the potential flooding and all that. But when you go clean things out, when you go put it, I'm going to say a younger, more invent, innovative eye on some of the stuff around the house it makes me happy i mean it really like you feel free i mean seriously kev sure. i come home and it makes me feel like i said to you last night like it makes me feel like you're really invested here do you mean like you care and i'm um, really i know some people wouldn't see it that way but truthfully i love it it may it opens my eyes to other possibilities than what i've been living with And, um, I don't feel like, I feel like if I said to you, I hated it, you'd grab the stuff up and ship it back. It'd be no big deal. So, um, thank you for caring enough about the place that we live and doing some of the stuff that feels burdensome to me. I am wholly grateful.
0: For sure. I, I, I'm, I'll piggyback that off just the other side of it, which is, it is very nice to have a, a space to yourself. And though I woke up in a frantic one morning to let the dogs out because I thought I had overslept and it was like, you know, when you wake up way too early to catch a flight and you yeah. just feel disgusting, both physically, emotionally, that's how I felt for the better part of the day. But it is nice just being able to do your own thing in, in your own home and have the only requirements be don't let the house flood and don't let the dogs die. Um, there's There's a little ounce of rejuvenation that kind of comes from something like that where it's just your own space getting to do what you want and 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 feeling comfortable in that that element of freedom that exists there so that was very nice
1: good i will say i do miss um i miss the girlfriend
0: making me laugh yeah same
1: yeah i mean like you make me laugh but her laugh yeah makes me laugh her
0: laugh Based like her, off of what you said, yes. A, makes you feel better, but then yeah. her laugh makes you want to laugh.
1: Her laugh, listen, w- would you just tape it? Tape her, her la- laugh. Yeah, because if I heard her laugh- I'm going to say something funny s- now,
0: just laugh into this recording. I
1: would start laughing so hard. Got it. But I'm telling you, then if she starts laughing, because her laugh is immediately out of control. It is such a good laugh. It's
0: true. Yeah. That's no, a great laugh. Yeah. All right, Deb, what's for dinner?
1: So I am craving, and you have to agree to do this with me. I need some kind of noodles, Kevin. I need spaghetti or I need, you know, ramen or I need... I'm desperate. Well, we weren't doing that. I know. We're supposed to be
0: eating keto. Oh. Can I tell you what I ate while you were gone? Yeah. This is really funny. I wanted to save it to the second. So we had some leftover stuff in the fridge. So I think that's what I ate on Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Like beef stew, whatever. On Tuesday, Wednesday, I said to myself, um, make tacos. Like I really wanted mm-hmm. tacos. I I, I really think the way I make tacos is good. And so I had like six tacos each Ooh. night. Thursday, but wait, you had corn
1: tortillas? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Thursday, I was like, okay, I really don't want to go out and do anything. We had recorded the Ask an Audiologist podcast. I was tired, but I didn't want to eat tacos again. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to make nachos, but I didn't want to eat the tortilla chips. But you were eating six Corn no, but tortillas. it's way less tortilla, way less corn tortillas than tortilla chips. Okay, you know what I made? What'd you make? I made pork rind nachos. Was it good? Fire, Did so good see? because there's the pork rinds with the tahini on it. Yeah, and then you just build it like you know what with normal nachos. And my mouth's just water. Jalapenos, onions, cheese, all fire. Here's what went a little off the rails. Okay, Okay, go ahead. So on Friday, because the housekeeper came, I couldn't clean, I couldn't cook anything right. on the actual stovetop, so I got the griddle out. And again, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to buy anything. I was like, we have food in this house. I was like, right. the meme. No, we have food at home. So I went and I grabbed two of the Costco hot dogs. Three, sorry. Three of the Costco hot dogs. Kind of put them in water so they thawed out a little bit. They were in the freezer. Yep. Grilled them. Yep. On the, in the griddle. Did you cut them in half? Then I wrapped them in bacon. Oh, dude. And I worry. grilled them with the bacon on them in the griddle. And then I made like a a ranch cream cheese sauce and I put it over them and I took some of the sweet chili sauce and I put that over it with some sriracha and some raw onion. This
1: doesn't sound keto. It's all keto. Well, not the sweet chili sauce. Well, that wasn't that keto. That's not that keto. It was awesome.
0: Was it awesome? Amazing. Amazing. You watched me go from an adult taking care of the house, striving to be a strong, independent white man. And digressing to a nineteen year old college kid who's just like, No, I can grill hot dogs and bacon. <laughs> no, put some ranch no, on I, it. It's
1: great. I don't think anybody listening would agree that a hot dog wrapped in bacon bacon is a bad thing.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I'll bet it's really good. The creamy cream cheese ranchy sauce with the sweet chili, whatever so it was.
1: No on the noodles, huh, Kev?
0: We're not supposed to.
1: Okay. We had this we had this
0: conversation last week. So what do you, what do you want for dinner then? Something that doesn't have noodles in it
1: hot, dogs and, hot dogs and bacon <laughs> i
0: saw I, I came really close to grabbing the deep fryer yeah but we didn't have enough oil and i think those hot dogs were too big okay do you want to do hot dogs and bacon again no why because that's like stoner food when you're by yourself and your mom's not here to make you dinner are you smoking weed no I'm but that, i honestly i've made that and i started <laughs> laughing to myself because i'm sitting at the kitchen counter watching john wick the dogs are looking at me like Where did this all go wrong? Can't
1: we have a bite? And I have a
0: knife and fork eating Costco hot dogs and bacon with these weird sauces that I made. Oh, my God. Some people would have said I was depressed. I wasn't, though. I was living my best life.
1: Okay. So should we make, you know, we got as a gift for um, Christmas, a big box of beautiful salmon from Alaska. Sure. Why don't we make a beautiful salmon Caesar salad, which will be all keto.
0: Love it. Is that good? Perfect.
1: Okay. Fantastic. And we've got everything, so we're good. That was easy. It's not going
0: to compare to the hot dogs wrapped in bacon with weird sauces, but...
1: I I want the hot dog wrapped in bacon One day I'll make that for you. Okay, perfect. Easily. Perfect.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of the Deb and Kev Podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And be sure to follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev Pot. Mom, I love you to death. I love you, baby. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev Podcast. Remember
1: to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev Pod.